Welcome to the final episode of Soccer Neophytes Season 4. We're just going to jump right into this madness of a final match week that just concluded. Let's go. Gentlemen, we're live and in person. Yo. Hey, hey. For the first and last time of the season. I'm just glad Kyle and Kemi are here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, you saw that we tweeted that Kemi will be here today. And he's not. He, he didn't make it. He may still be on the way. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah. He does live, you know, a little ways away. but um, No call, no show. It goes on, on your permanent record. I should have offered a carpool. We live pretty close to each other. Mm. So, so it's your fault. My this bad. You. My bad, guys. This is on you. That's all right. Um, I find it already way easier to record in person, being able to look at each other and... Uh, See the despondency in my eyes? Yeah. No no glitching of internet. Actually, I don't... Well, well we're, we'll see. We're at the home, the glitchy internet, so... But this is being recorded natively on my computer, so we don't need internet for it. We're not live, so that's good. Well, guys, what, I mean, where do we even start? Basically, to the last second of this season, there were many things up for grabs. Obviously, the title, but relegation went down to the last minute. Uh, fourth place was decided very early on in the match day. Um, but let's start with the title. Tim, uh, before we recorded, I asked you, like, how disappointed would you be if you just woke up to these results, right? Yeah. And, not, and hadn't gone through the wave of emotions. Um, yeah. This is much more difficult, right? Yeah. I mean, I think this was, this felt like the, the inevitable outcome when I woke up this morning that Liverpool would play well and the city would win the league, right? Yeah. Um, and even at halftime, it felt like a miracle had already happened that Villa, was Villa up 1 0 or 2 0 at, at half? They're up 1 0 at half. 1 0 at half, yeah. and then they take the 2 0. It still felt. I, I was telling you guys, I'm like, City's still gonna win this four-one. You know, yeah. it just felt yep. that way. And that's City always does this, right? It's like they're they're often. I mean, sometimes they score early, but they're how many games have been, have there been this season when they're it's a it's scoreless into the 60th minute and yeah. then they blow it out. Yep. Um, death by a thousand cuts is their style of play. So um, yeah, so I think so. You asked on a scale of one to ten, it would have been probably a six. Like still disappointed, but. But kind of expected, but as it is, it's it's hard not to call it a ten. It's because it was so close, so so close, and the Villa had gone up two nil. It just felt like I didn't dare dream the Villa would have gone up two nil. You know? No, no. So, and with it being one one with Wolves, you it felt like you another felt goal like was coming for Liverpool. That's so. right. So yeah, it felt almost inevitable. Like we were waiting for for that moment. I think what's also interesting in in all of that. Liverpool never bumped ahead of City throughout the whole match. Even though it felt like that yeah. was happening and it was coming, it never actually came to fruition, yep. right? Yep. Which um, I guess is a little bit of grace for for, for your heart, I you guess, know. Yeah. Um, it sure felt like it sure felt like we moved ahead of them. Yeah. Like for your sake, Tim, this was just the Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> City was nothing more than Thanos. They were inevitable. Mm. And they snapped. 
But don't worry, Endgame's coming for you. Endgame's coming. In the form of Man, Man United next year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, obviously. Oh, I don't know what you thought I was going with that. <laughs> Well, yeah, so City is champs again. It was weird for me being a Wolves fan because I didn't expect Wolves to win. I thought maybe a draw, and us even taking the 1-0 lead felt about right. And we played Liverpool well. I was, I was pleased with the way Wolves played for the most part. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely odd sitting there. I yelled out, come on, Villa, a couple times, which should never come out of my mouth. And... Uh, wasn't even going to be too devastated if Liverpool uh, scored to take the lead, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a wild wild finish. But it's funny with Wolves scoring so early and Nate jumping up screaming, "Yes, let's go!" and immediately looking at him and be like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's so true. Well, it's like of course you're of course you're going to cheer for your your squad. Of course. Uh, but and and there is we figured out like a little bit on the line for wolves right? yeah in the form yeah of dollars or in the form of pounds but um, but yeah it's it was brutal it was a roller coaster man you guys saw I was like I was sitting for the first like maybe twenty minutes and then I was just like pacing and I'm like tripping on the projector cable <laughs> just I could not sit from then on. Yeah, wolves had almost nothing to lose, so I just sat. I mean, we lost four point four million dollars by dropping to 10th, but, or not dollars, pounds, so. So like. Six eight, million or six. Eight, seven million dollars. Um, but uh, yeah, we had United on in the Should back we talk about our setup? corner. I mean, the setup for those who. Yeah, we had, do we have seven matches on six? Seven. seven matches. We had seven matches on. We had the Liverpool Wolves and City uh, Villa match on the center, big screens. Yep. We had the relegation battle. For a while, the matches were separated. Burnley on one, Leeds on the other. It was an oversight. Towards they the end, been together. It was to, an oversight. Towards the end, we moved them on two screens next to each other. We had Tottenham on. We had Arsenal on. And then we had United behind, kind of behind us to the side on a projector. It was where they belonged. It was where they belonged. <laughs> it was where they belonged. I felt no shame or guilt or... Anything about that. You that situated a, it so your back was to that game. Yeah, yeah. I could see from my chair. I could focus on the main game. And if I just turned slightly, I could see my team continuing to suck. Yeah. I mean, they were on, As it should be. They were on enough to see Hannibal's beautiful hair. Yes, yes. So that was, was nice. It was fun to see Hannibal out there. There's been a lot of talk about him over the last year and a half and how good he is hopefully going to be. So it's cool to see him actually in a Premier League match. Yeah, that's great. Um... Well, let's let's jump in. I guess. Well, we've we talked about the the title. Um, we should also talk about Leeds. Yeah. Leeds staying up. Burnley going Leeds. down. Uh, we're happy for our boy Kyle. Kyle was in full kit wanker status. He texted us a uh, picture, uh, kitted out. He should have been here today, but he he wasn't able to make it. So that leads Burnley with Newcastle going up two two nil early. Uh, it felt like Leeds early on was going to make it, but that got more and more uh, nerve-wracking towards the end. But Leeds scoring at the end to, to really secure it. Jesse Marsh celebrating in style. It was really exciting to see see Leeds celebrating and Leeds staying up. Yeah, that, that kind of ended up being the best race 
the one that actually went all the way to those last moments because yeah, yeah that, you know Leeds had to win. They couldn't just sit sit and stand. They back. could draw. Well, they could draw as long as yeah, Burnley didn't Burnley draw. Didn't draw like, yeah, they needed to get more. Points. But it like, got close. But it got real close because yeah. all Burnley had to do was get one more goal, and then they draw and it's over. But then Leeds gets that that one to seal it, stay up. That was great. That was a lot of fun. That is what's disappointing about that City Villa match is that really in the last six to eight minutes, Villa didn't have the ball. Like you would have wanted like one last corner, one last attempt, you know, that would have given that like thrill of excitement, right? It's hard to get that last corner when City players are just laying on the floor holding their knees. That's true. Their goalie goes down. When well, they've certainly been just been him. playing injured all day, and they're finally, like, the adrenaline is coming mm. down, yeah, and they're far, yeah, starting to feel their hamstrings are gone. Yeah. yeah that's what it was. So, yeah, it was not totally stall tactics, which will forever be my least favorite thing about this totally. beautiful sport. It's so annoying, so frustrating. Yeah. yeah, it really is. So... City wins, Liverpool in second. The other matches that really mattered, uh, Tottenham and Arsenal. Arsenal needed a win and a Tottenham draw or loss. That did not happen. Tottenham blew Norwich out of the water uh, to secure fourth spot in Champions League, which, what a job Conte has done. Do you guys remember Nuno started the year at, <laughs> at Spurs? Do you guys remember that? Yeah. I do. And the, the crazier part is there was a lot of talk that Conte was the guy Manchester United wanted to bring That's in. That's right. Yeah. And they wouldn't meet his contractual demands that he wanted. And that looks to be a giant mistake on their part. However, I am excited about Eric Ten Hag coming in. So, at the end of the day, you brush off a rough season for the hope of what could be next year. Mm. Yeah. That's what Wolves do every year. Um, Arsenal, got to be disappointing for them. They were in the Champions League fourth spot for a long time, and they fall in these last couple match weeks. You got to beat the teams in front of you. They lost to to Spurs, and so they finished fifth. Titus will be disappointed, but they they put a whole bunch of goals in today to at least give it a shot. They're a fun young team, though. They've got... It'll be fun to watch them. They, re- they really are. Would you rather be a Spurs fan or an Arsenal fan right now? If you were forced to choose. I, I would go with Arsenal. Yeah. Right? Um, I think their youth is yeah. a whole lot more fun to, like, project out. Tottenham kind of goes as Sonny and Kane goes. And yeah. Those, yeah. Guys, those guys aren't young. So it's like, yeah. you know, and there's still a ton of talk that Kane could leave. So, totally. Yeah. I, I think I'd rather be an Arsenal fan, but I feel like if Tottenham runs it back, you got to feel good about that and their prospects for next season too. Tottenham will have Champions League next year, which is the one the one thing that puts them in puts them ahead in that. But yeah, the future, yeah. I'd feel way more confident and excited as an Arsenal fan. Totally. Yeah, I think I would go the same way. I was telling you guys ahead of time that there's a little bit of. Uh, love for Arsenal just because Titus is an Arsenal fan so I yeah. find myself wanting them to do well uh, for his sake but yeah I think I, I appreciate their young squad a little more than than Spurs and and I think there's the risk of the Kane Kane potentially leaving still I mean yeah. this offseason will be interesting to see uh, what what happens 
I would say the only drawback to Arsenal at this point is I still just don't know what Arteta actually is as a coach. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't think any of us are putting him in that pep, you know, no. clop pantheon of, of tacticians. So... It felt that way really early in his tenure, didn't it? He did, he was winning some some big games. Then yeah. he get they got a trophy of some kind. I'm trying to remember which trophy they got. Participation. No, I think they won. They got didn't like they, a not one of not one of the big ones, but they didn't win Europa. They lost to I Chelsea. They won the FA Cup, didn't they? A couple years ago. We're neophytes. We don't really know. I feel like Arteta had some big win early on, and it felt that way. But then it's been a up and down road since then. Well, let's, let's take a little glance back at where we started. Uh, let's review some of our predictions, uh, and then we're going to give out some awards. Uh, prediction review. Overall, I've kind of gone back and forth, looked at the different predictions. I think it's pretty clear Tim actually did the best on his predictions. Um, they Arsenal won. What, Tim looked it up. Shield. Oh, oh, the Community Shield they won. But, and that's a second, that was a second trophy. So they, well, Community Shield pits the champion, the FA Cup winner against the... That's it, yep. They pits, so they won the FA Cup and the and and Community Shield. And Community so. Shield pits the FA Cup winner against the previous year league winner. Yeah. Yep. So like this year it'll be City versus Liverpool. Yep. Yep. Just for the record, I got it right. He won an FA Cup. That's yeah, right. Did. You did. So you that did. was big. Those are big wins for me. Those are big. Yep. Okay, sorry to derail. No, it's okay. So predictions, we're going to review those a little bit. Uh, all three of us picked three of the top four, which at the time we felt like the top four was the easiest to pick. We felt like United was a shoe-in. That was the one we all missed. But Tim, you picked the top three in order. You took City, Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, uh, for relegation, I picked two relegated teams. I had Norwich and Burnley going down. Tim, also, you had two. You had Watford and Burnley going down. Yep. Chris, you only had Watford going down. You had, you had Norwich. You had Norwich staying up. I'm a hopeless romantic, guys. For Pookie. You love Pookie. You had, you had hope that I he could. I had Norwich staying up, too. I had Norwich in 16th. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I had, I, I had Watford staying up, so. Uh, we all had our misses, but uh, Chris, you not only had Watford staying up, but you also had, or no, you had Watford going down. Not only did you have Norwich staying up, but you picked Norwich to win our Wolves Award. So our Wolves Award, for those of you who haven't listened from season one, our Wolves Award is to the, the newly promoted team that we predict will finish highest in the table. So... I feel like I nailed it. That's a pretty big miss. Uh, <laughs> Tim and I both had Brentford as our Wolves Award, so that was that was correct. Um, and then for our biggest misses, um, I my five through eight were so bad. <laughs> I had Leicester. Well, actually, Leicester ended up sneaking into eighth in eight. the end, so that actually. That actually wasn't bad. But I had Leicester in fifth, Villa in sixth, Everton in seventh, and Leeds in eighth. So my five through eight was was very bad. Chris, you didn't end up doing a top. You didn't do one through 20. You'll have to rectify that for next year. You only gave us top seven, 
and then your relegation teams. But you had Leicester, Leeds, and you had Crystal Palace being relegated, <laughs> which they end up finishing high bottom of the table. So Wait, they weren't relegated having to play United today? <laughs> no, no, they were not. That was a Premier League match? <laughs> I, I, I'm confused. I must not have understood the assignment. Yeah, I think you, I think you missed it. My, my five through eight were pretty good, except for one. Who's that? I had Leeds finishing sixth. Yeah, you did. Yep. But I had Arsenal in fifth. Yeah, you had a good, you had a great, great prediction I table, I actually. In, I had Leeds in top seven, too. So. Yeah. Yeah, where did you have Leeds? I had Leeds at eight. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think. We all missed on them. You did have, um, you did have Newcastle being relegated. So I did. that that was a pretty big miss. But that looked good halfway through the season. It really did. I mean, obviously, the big ownership change was was a big one. Money matters, apparently. Money matters. All right. Well, we have a couple awards to hand out. Um, we have one called the Bruno Award. Uh, Bruno Fernandez came over as a huge signing for Manchester United, uh, helped propel them to a top four finish last year and so two years ago and so we uh we have an award named after him for the best signings i have a handful of players that i think deserve mention and one that i have a big question mark on whether it was the best or worst signing so um and i also have a mid-season signing that i i feel like was was really significant um but any, either of you guys want to want to start off with best signings? Okay, so this is tough because I don't feel like there was anything that was just like a blowout, right? Like I don't I don't feel like any team just crushed the signing period. It just kind of like everyone's kind of added guys. Um, preseason it was all Jaden Sancho, Jack Raylish. Well, he technically wouldn't be new. Um, but so it's hard for me to really think of like who would be in this and because of that i I think it's your question mark but i have to go with ronaldo going to united as the best new addition but the flip side of it is you could argue as the worst new addition yeah we we may never know but we will never know and that's the beauty of ronaldo right? right and at the end of the day he scored 17 goals on a completely disappointing united team yeah and he was the only highlight yeah. And looking at all the other signings, it's just kind of like, meh, okay. Yeah, my question really re- revolves around, like, did he disrupt what they had going for them? Because we were all high on them. So yeah. the one, so we all had a big miss with Leeds, we kind of acknowledged. We thought Leeds would finish higher. We yeah. also had a huge miss with United. We thought United was going to finish in the top four, and we thought it was, like, pretty clear those top four stood above the rest. Yeah. And so – so my question mark is certainly he scored a ton of goals, some iconic goals this season, yeah. really, like really important goals. But a hat but, trick in there? Did he have a hat trick in there? Yeah. Yeah, I think multiple braces. He had all those. Ass- did he have all those assists? At no, the- that Pogba. Oh, Pogba had all the assists. Yeah. That's right, seven assists or something in the first couple matches. And, he's and probably did he zero. finish at seven? <laughs> well, he didn't really to- play a whole lot. That's yeah. right. So in fact, he didn't want to play today because he was worried about the fan reaction because they everyone knows he's leaving. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So so my question is did Ronaldo actually disrupt that yeah. team by by being just too much? They didn't need what he brought. So 
so I don't I, it's the question that can never be answered right? right like it's just the hypothetical what if um, we'll never know what I do know is that Ronaldo didn't make Harry Maguire one of the worst defenders in the league <laughs> right that's he, true didn't make Fred a horrible passer and defender. He, yeah. You know, like, those are things he didn't affect. Now, he can affect a mentality, right, but not the mentality, physical skill. Yeah, and, and, you know, you play for your badge, right? You don't play for – and you play – I guess you do play for your team. But, like, all these guys who have just piss-poor seasons, you can't just say that that was Ronaldo's fault. Yeah. Now, you could say the tactics that they ran and they were just consistently just trying to – force feed him and spoon feed him and just back cross after back cross in his direction just because he is who he is you could look at that and say like that was a factor but that's a goal scoring factor it doesn't yeah it doesn't change the fact that they conceded like seven million goals and david de gea played out of his mind for most yes. of the season so i don't know um it's a fun hypothetical and you could run circles talking about it over and over and over again at the end of the day i just what he did was kind of incredible, and I'm just like, I think that that's probably the best sign. It'll be interesting to see, does he stay? Does he want out, or does Den Hag want him out, you know? Or, yeah. or is he like, hey, this is a world-class player, 17 goals, we can work with that. Like, right. how many clubs, he would have led, led how many clubs with 17 goals? All but two. All but two, right? And yeah. he played less games than all of them. Totally. So... Yeah, it's interesting. It's a why. I mean, you, you, we could literally have beers and just talk about this for hours. Best they, or worst. Right. That's right. And it really could go either way. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Tim, how about you? Yeah, so I've got one um, kind of an honorable mention because I don't know if it if he actually qualifies. Hmm. But Connor Gallagher, it was alone. Yeah. But Connor Gallagher was fantastic. For the he, beginning. And, he really he tailed worked, off at the end. He worked his way into the English national team. He's probably worked his way back into the Chelsea starting lineup hmm. uh, with his performance. So, I, so that's an honorable mention because, like, I don't know, if, I don't know how we treat loans if that counts as a transfer or not. But, um, but I'm gonna have to go with your boy Jose Sa. Ooh. Yeah, I'm wow. gonna go with him because wow. I think, I mean, eleven clean sheets. Yeah. Um, it was incredible, and for what, what was his transfer fee? It was almost nothing, right? Yeah, they made money because they sold they sold Rui for I think ten yeah. and paid I think seven or something. It's somewhere in there. Like there was only like there was a couple million dollar yeah. earning on that. Which preseason was crazy because I mean Rui was a great keeper. Yeah, and losing him, I know you were worried about losing yep. him, but man. But if if you had a league average keeper. Where we would, would you be in the table? Probably towards relegation. Towards relegation. Yeah, because we didn't score, score much. Goals. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so vital to have a, a, a keeper like that. Um, so, yeah. Nice. I don't, I don't know if you would have gone with him or not. I he's not like even he's... on my list. I should have put him on, but I was really <laughs> trying to be pretty, like, uh, like impartial. Impartial. Thank I, you. I was, too. But, but we'll see when we get into some of the other ones. Yeah, I've got a couple of names on here. I think Luis Diaz. You got to have yeah. him on there. Um, he was one so of the ones so I uh, to clarify, that was my summer. I haven't talked about winter yet. Oh, got it. Okay, so, I okay. Sorry. I actually, I don't know. You, you broke it down that way. I did kind of break it down actually, yeah. but I didn't put it in my notes, so I'm going to have to remember. Because uh, technically, the Bruno Award was the mid-season signing. Uh huh. We didn't really. Yeah. Yes. Well, we're just going for best we'll just, signings. We'll just go for it. I thought Buendia for Aston Villa. That was a great signing for them. Um, even though Villa didn't really ever hit the levels that, that at least I, th I thought they were going to be 
in runs for Europe. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was a good one. Um, and actually, I think my other ones are all January signings, if I really think about it. Bruno Guimarães, I think he was... Guimarães. Yes. He was an ish, ish at the end. There might be. You would know best, probably. Well, I don't know about that. You are a linguistics expert. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any umlauts in, in Guimarães? No, I don't, th- I don't think so. <laughs> but, um, Maybe on the U and Bruno. So... That was a huge one in a number of huge moves. You said no one really made a splash, but Newcastle in the winter, obviously, yeah. with okay. that infusion of cash, yeah. that, that, was, uh, that was massive. Um, but they, they, but they, well, they brought in Premier League players into their squad, right? Like, they brought in, like, Chris Wood. And yeah, yep. They but are we defining this award in terms of people coming in from other leagues? I no, I think it, it can many... be any signing. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Well, I don't know. We obviously don't have a good. <laughs> we don't have a good definition. Is it mid? Is, is it January signing? Guys, we're neophytes. We're give us it's grace. Kind of like we're voting on the NBA MVP right now. Like there's no parameters. It's just pick someone. Just pick some. Or Premier League. Or Premier League. Of the year. Yikes. Oh, yes. We're going yeah, that's there. true. Listen, yeah. listen. I think the the transfer of the year though is Luis Diaz by 500 miles. Like he has been phenomenal. Yeah, he's been great. He's been so good. Yeah. I think the only way you can make an argument for someone else as being bigger than that is the guys who transferred on a on a free. Uh huh. Like even Christian Eriksen has been a fantastic transfer. Well, he, he was, was a free. Yeah. A free signing, right? Yeah. So, I had Christian Eriksen on mine. I yeah. thought and he's another player that I just thought, not that Brentford was. I don't know. Some some of the way I look at it is um, how do we like. Is the effect of the player, like, does it move them forward? Yeah. So that's where Luis Diaz, of course he's been remarkable, yeah. but I, where is he? Where is Liverpool without him? I don't know. You can't Third really. Fourth, may, maybe, or maybe still second. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're just, they are a deep yeah, yeah. team. So, well, but you look at. There's for sure different ways of, we've already established. <laughs> of we've course. We've all interpreted this award entirely differently. Totally. Um, but that's where I look at someone like Christian Eriksen, where Brentford, yeah. like, I don't remember where they were in January, but they, they were, were far trouble. they were far lower. Yeah. And and he just played great and I think, you know, inspired that team and you know, they ended up finishing what 13th or something, something like which that. is remarkable and for, then a for newly sure that team. with the Newcastle's transfers specifically Bruno Gamarech. Yeah. Um, and Chris Wood, I mean cr- yeah. taking Chris Wood from Burnley like there's yeah. got to be questions asked if you're, yeah. and I know there were at the time. Like Burnley fans were so pissed because it's like, why would you sell a player yeah. to a direct rival for re- when we're in this position relegation, right? I'm having some baseball flashbacks from last season <laughs> when we traded oh, yes. our closer to the Astros and we were like a game behind. Uh, yes, yes. So stupid. And Seattle almost got relegated. <laughs> We won 90 games. but We can all agree that Christian Eriksen's the story of the year, though, right? Yeah. What a story. Like, man, that's amazing. What a story. So great to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him. There's rumors that Tottenham wants him back. Oh, really? Yeah. So we'll see. Did he only sign for the end of the season with Brentford? I'm not sure. I think it was I just... Think it might have been a one-year one year deal. Yeah, Brentford finished 13th. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, they came out so strong to start the season. I was like, oh, Tim, what he was talking about? And then they uh, fell apart. Uh, like, ah, they did. Tim. <laughs> Tell your that win over Arsenal felt so oh decisive my gosh. early on. Like, oh, they're here. Yeah. They're a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. 
than Arsenal, man. I mean, I think that's what also makes Arsenal finishing fifth, even though disappointing for them, certainly. Like, what a great... They were 20th totally. for a while down totally. there. Them and Wolves, right? Both, both. And Arteta was going to be fired at any moment yeah. Yeah. for several weeks. Amazing. Any other people we want to bring up for uh, this Bruno Award? I'm good. I'm good. Well, we also want to talk about the best red cards. This also has no. Tim, Tim texts, hey, what are, the, what are the rules on this? Like, most gruesome red card? Um, what did you ask? Most, yeah, most, most consequential, ridiculous, most ridiculous. Yeah, most egregious. Yeah. Most violent. And I said, what, however you want okay. to define it. So, guys, what do you, what do you got? I mean, we have literally a red card watch, so we've yeah. got we've we've definitely focused on it. So I, I'm a, I'm actually just tailing you on this one, just because <laughs> that was so funny. So I won't say okay, you go into okay. yours, but I'm aligning with you because go for yours. Okay, mine is, and this is pains me to say it, but Raul's two yellow cards in a matter of a minute. I mean, <laughs> that's what I had. It's that, just, and that is why I asked the question. I was like, how are we defining this? Because yeah. if we're defining it any way we want. That was the first one that came to mind. I mean, just so <laughs> dumb. And so, I mean, it just shows, I think, even like where his headspace is totally. this season. He's, totally. frust- he's frustrated. He has no service into the box. Even today, you watch, like he's not even, he's nowhere near the middle of the box. Like he's out on the wings. Yeah. He had the assist to, to Neto, which is great. But it's just, you, <sighs> yeah, I mean, it was just so dumb. So, as a Wolves fan, it obviously stands out to me as being just the a, most easily avoidable red card of the totally. season. Yeah, the most unhelpful, unnecessary. Yeah, I just can't get over the fact that they're like ninety seconds apart. Yeah, like you see a guy get a yellow, and he's like, okay, and he throttles down a little bit, takes it easy. Even when they get two yells in a match, it's usually like forty minutes apart. Totally, it's never like fourteen seconds apart. Yeah. <laughs> like that was just, I still laughing about. We've got a unanimous red card of the year. There it is. Goal of the year is up next. Um, I have three different goals. I have like my favorite rocket. So Uh like my favorite one, like this launched in. I have the one that I thought was the most skillful, which is probably Tim's goal of the year. And then I have the most important goal, which I'm not even going to put... Gundwans up there, even though that won them yeah, the title. Yeah, yeah, I understand yeah. that, but I've got a different one that I. <laughs> okay. So, do you guys want to go at all to start? You guys go. So, I went with just the visuals uh, of goals appeals to me so much. So, I had a couple, and Nate, thanks for sending out that top goals of the, the yeah. year to look through to get a refresher. It came down to me for two goals, uh, Salas in October, where he just kind of dances around guys and then puts it just inside the far. The one versus City. Not, not just any guys. Yes, yes yeah. it was against City at yeah. the beginning of the year. It was just such a beautiful goal. That's my, that's my goal for most skillful. Just yeah. It was incredible. Sad. It was absolutely incredible. And then the other one that's just so aesthetically pleasing to me just to see it was Rodri's against Everton mm. where he just hits a rocket into the top corner yeah it's just the type of goal that you just love to see even when it's from a hated team yeah definitely 
for my I'm, that was my Mo's was my most skillful. The best rocket to me was the Kovacic versus Liverpool. I love that one. It's from so far away. It's just on a line. It's a little different than the Rodri. The Rodri one like kind of goes up into the corner. This one's just a straight rocket from well, so far away. Because it's like there was a cross and the ball oh, just and then kind, it's of kind of shot in the air. And Kovacic is just hanging out there. He yep. just swings his left leg seemingly haphazard. Yeah, that's right. Of course it wasn't haphazard, but like <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah, on the volley, right? Yeah, it was just. Yeah, on the volley. On the volley. It was incredible. That was an incredible goal. Do you have one, Tim? No, I, I, Salah's goal for me is the best. I think because of because of the moves, but all the more because of who it was against. And and I watched that one. I think that one and the Kovacic are the two goals that I've watched the most. It's yeah. just been mesmerized. Like, how did this happen? But, like, by my count, he moved past six city yeah. defenders, plus not counting Ederson. Yeah. So there's 11, 11 players on the pitch for, for City, and he moves past six of them. And arguably, like, a seventh guy comes in, like, on kind of slides late. But it's just – it's incredible. And, like, City was playing great. City was healthy. Yeah. And it, so it was against perhaps the best defense in the world. Yeah. Perhaps the best team in the world. Uh Incredible, and and that was Salah. Like everything was working for Salah. That's right. In that first half of the season, and it's been such a, like with this goal today, I think he scored seven goals since Afcon, and I was surprised it's been that many. Yeah, it doesn't seem it like felt that. Like he has barely scored any goals since Afcon, but at that time he was just playing. I didn't think he could get better than he's been in the last few years, and he was just no. That out was of mind. that was a so. beautiful goal. Uh, for most important, I have Bergwijn's two goals in the uh, final, like, four minutes for Spurs mm. to come back and beat Leicester. Yeah. Um, one, it was just – it was remarkable. I was, I was actually, for some reason – I think it was a midweek game. It might have been a Thursday or a Friday. I was watching it. Um, and I just don't always get to see non-Wolves matches. Yeah. And so um, to be watching it, he was a late sub. He comes in, scores two late goals, and that gives them Champions League, right? Like that match. And I was looking to see for Leicester if them losing that would have moved them into the seventh spot. It doesn't, but still it would have been had them a lot closer coming into these final few match weeks. So Bergwijn's two late goals, I, I am voting for most important goals of the year. We also have another award known as the Traore Award. That's for our favorite new player. This doesn't mean that the player has to be new to the league. It just has to be new to us, which could be anything. Like, it could be someone that we've just never seen play. He could have been in the Premier League before and come Chris back. Chris Wood is mine. Chris Wood. Like, it just, it just has to be someone. I've never heard of him before. It just has to be someone that's kind of new to us. Um, and I, I think I asked you guys to pick someone for your team because it's yeah. easy to find someone that's new to your team that you love. And it may be a little more difficult to find someone who's on another team that you yeah. really love. So Well, and it's hard to compare the two, right? Because like they're different. Your yeah. emotional attachment to someone who's played well for you and that you've watched 30 plus times. That's right. Compared to someone you've seen a couple times. Yeah. But yeah. That's right. When do you guys want to start? Sure. Uh, so my... New to my club, we didn't have many choices. <laughs> it's kind of easy. Jaden Sancho um, <clears throat> really started coming on at the end of the year. There's a lot of promise there. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for what's coming next. So 
that was kind of an easy one. The only other option would have been Rafael Varane, who was injured a lot. Plays okay. He was kind of a letdown, in my opinion. You could have um, picked Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. That's you were already crazy. familiar with him. But I was familiar with him. Yeah, Ronaldo of course. Already. Of I mean, course. Nabi and all that stuff. So, um, now this, again, this is not a new player, um, but it was like seeing him in a different lens this year. I had a couple, and they were uh, Callum Wilson for Newcastle. I just was like, he is really good. Yeah. Um, and the other one, which is the one I'm going to go with, um, is St. Maxim. Oh, yeah. He's mine. Alan St. Maxim. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I remember seeing him play in little spurts. Both Newcastle guys yeah, there. Yeah, that's funny. Um, seeing him play in, like, little spurts here and there over the last season. But, man, I just feel like he turned it on and turned a corner this season. And every time I saw him, I was like, dude, that guy is so good. Yeah. And it just and he's like the total package of like aesthetically pleasing, like fun hairs, tons of spirit and just trying all out. Great goal scorer. He was like he's like everything I would want on a United yeah. player. Yeah, I, I have him as well as my non Liverpool guy. Um and I was doing some more reading on him because like it, I feel like it's been a while. Like I watched some ma- some Newcastle matches. It was probably like around January, February when there was some excitement building. And watching him, it just felt like every moment he was on camera, he was doing something, like, awesome. Yes. And even if it wasn't, like, turning into a goal, it was something exciting. Like, his manner and his skill. Yeah. But it's interesting, like, he's a, I guess he's a pretty controversial guy because he's, um, I read, I was reading The Athletic had a thing on him, because mm. he made some comments in an interview about, like, just imagine if I had, like, talented players around me, what my numbers would be. Oh, wow, yeah. He's like, I would have 15 assists a season <laughs> if I had... So the, the comments have been interpreted badly, he says, and stuff. But, I mean, he's got a point, though. I thought yeah. the same thing before I read that. I was like, what will his numbers be when Newcastle continues to build? Um, but there was a quote from somebody who's watched him for a while. It said, Allen is one of those players who excites on highlight programs and fans of every other club love him. So even thinking about that, like some of the drama, like is he, he's kind of a Ronaldo figure maybe, like mm. what does he actually do for the club mm. in terms of cohesiveness and in terms of like work rate and, de- and what he delivers. But this, like fans of every other club love him. I'm like, yeah, guilty. Cause he's, he's so much fun to watch. Yeah, I, the reason he's not on my list is because I feel like I, I remember him from last year, yeah. mostly because he is, a Traore. Traore yeah. and him are so similar. Yeah. And even that quote could come from a Wolves fan. Yeah. Ever, and, ever, yeah. And even like he out, I think even like his own kind of like feeling of if I had, if I had guys in the box, yeah. imagine what my stats would be. Yeah. I don't, Traore's never made that comment. But they were but he's thought it. watching Traore play when his crossing is not as good as St. Well, Maximin. But yeah. like watching Traore down the field, you're like, yeah, he has no one to cross it to because he's yeah. outpaced his own team. He's yeah. outpaced yeah. all the defenders and his own team. So um, St. Maximin being your guys' Traore award winner, I think, is a great, in more ways than one, like a good, yeah. a good uh, person to, to get it. Um, I, for my team... And you said watching a guy play 30 times, you end up developing like true love for a player. But this guy is only featured a handful of times for Wolves, but he's young and he has impressed 
so well. Like he has been just an impressive, fun, aggressive young player, and that's Chiquinho. Um, I don't know how it finished, but at one point he was in the tie for lead for most assists for the club, and he had within his first seventy minutes of playing on the club, he was tied. How? Because he had come on late and got an assist, and then he played a full match and got like two more assists. Wow, and three so, put him there. And three put him there. That, so that says more about Wolves than it does about him. But still, um, Chiquinho for, for me, for Wolves. And after these last two matches, I do want to just throw out Tati Gomez. He has played so great defensively for Wolves. So there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding Wolves going into this offseason, but uh, with a lot of guys probably leaving. But there's some good young players for, for Wolves to hopefully build around if they choose to spend money. So um, for my Traore Award non-Wolves non player, it was between two players, Connor Gallagher and Ivan Tony. Mm -hmm. Both those guys really impressed me. Um, but I'm going with Ivan Tony, mostly because Connor Gallagher really tailed off at the end of the season. Um, and I don't know. Ivan Tony came in with so much hype because yeah. he had scored so many goals in the championship. Um, and would it translate? And right? would it translate? You know, what is it going to be? Was it going to be kind of like a Pookie type where he couldn't quite keep his team up? And so. I think I'm giving it to Ivan Tony. We'll get to see him next year. There are rumors he wants out of Brentford and also rumors that Wolves are interested. So there's lots of rumors around Wolves. I don't know if they'll spend any money, but um, I would love for Ivan Tony to also be my Wolves favorite uh, player of the year next fun. season. So let me give my, uh, my Liverpool. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Award. I forgot. You um, didn't do that. So I already mentioned Luis Diaz for, yeah. for the uh, Bruno Award, so I'm going to not go with him, but I'm going to go with Harvey Elliott. Okay. He's another one. Yeah. I haven't seen him play 30 times because yeah. he hasn't played 30 times. <laughs> I looked it up. He's played, in all competitions, he's played 11, and he's six of those were in the Premier League. But okay. Between Champions League, FA Cup, Carabao, yep. he's played a total of 11. But when he came on, I mean, it feels like a lifetime ago, but at the beginning of the season... We had lost uh, Wijnaldum when all oh, yeah. left for, for PSG, and Liverpool yep. got so much flack for not bringing in any expensive midfielders because it's kind of like you, you're not keeping pace with City and then you don't replace one of your vital players in midfield. And we know when, when, live, when midfield falls apart, the team falls apart, right? So, But it seemed like in his first few games when he was healthy, he was every bit as good. And, and in a different kind of a way. Like, he's much more of an attacking player than Wijnaldum was and is. Um, so I'm really excited to see what happens next year, um, if he can work his way back into the starting lineup. Um, I guess especially if Milner's gone, like, he'll get more playing time in, in midfield. But uh, Harvey Elliott, man, looks fantastic. And he just turned 19. So <sighs> I'm excited about him. you got to love that. Well, before we, we kind of wrap it up, I do have one question for us to discuss. Um, Everton stayed up. We haven't talked about that. That was amazing match to watch. Um, really remarkable. I actually haven't done the math to see where they would have finished had they not won, if they had lost that match um, on Thursday. Yeah. But... Regardless, amazing scenes at Everton, pitch invasion, a whole bunch of so much we could discuss. Yeah. Um, 
But my question is, since Everson, Everton stood up, was Everton or United, Manchester United a bigger disappointment this year? Hmm. <clears throat> I think it depends on... Based how, on, like, full expectations. Like how, yeah. So... Let me set the stage on why. United, all three of us, very strongly felt like the top four were secure. Yeah. And that United was one of the top four. Yep. Everton, we had somewhere maybe in the, uh, you know, Europa discussion, maybe. I had Everton 12th. Tim had Everton 12th. I think I had Everton at seven. Did you have Everton in? Um, I don't think I had them in my top. So you would have had Everton in the middle. So yeah. so I think eight to seventeen somewhere, which is exactly where they finished. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think. I mean, I kind of like looking back on last season. Um, I, you know, most people had United in their top four. Most people had United at four. Yeah. If we're being honest. About yeah. It, right. I was. Yeah. I have title aspirations, but I'm a fan. Like, yeah. It's hard to separate that. But yeah. certainly thought they would be top four. So I think from a quick glance, you look at it and go, okay, they finished sixth. It's only two spots off of where we thought they would be. The point differential is pretty big between fourth and sixth, though. It's 13 points. Spurs, yeah. Spurs beat them by 13 points there. Looking back on last season, they finished um, with 16 less points. And let's throw out that this was United's worst Premier League performance ever. Yeah. So how many points yeah. did you say they finished with? 58 this year. So I think 61 was their previous low. So so I think that does have to shape the conversation yeah. a little bit. It's yeah. their worst Premier League Premier League performance. 30, yeah. 31 years. And, and I guess it depends on how you want to view the question from the context of, is it a bigger disappointment within just United's history? Because that would obviously be yes. Yeah. There's no denying that. Uh, but if we're going to compare them to another team, I, I feel like Everton had top seven aspirations. Mm-hmm. Um, and for them to finish the season at 16th with only 39 points, which is 20 points less yeah. than what they did last year. Um, yeah, that's, that's a bad. big drop off. Yeah. Well, and Everton had brought in Rafa Benitez, who has yeah. Champions League winning right. manager. For and some they club, spent a t- they spent a ton of money. They've spent so much money. That's the thing. It's not like they didn't go for it. Yeah. It was just a disaster in yeah. the season. So yeah. it, it's hard for me to really yeah. answer this with any sort of authority. Maybe no one can answer this with any sort of authority. Um, I can. I, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Had Everton been relegated, oh, that closes the door. Yeah. They totally. didn't get relegated. It's not a question. Yeah. They're still up. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they only finished four spots less than they finished last season, I think. Yep. So I guess in the context of this argument, United is a bigger disappointment. Yeah, the consequences of I think I think Europe would have been quite an achievement for them because I mean even though they have the resources, they've spent money, they brought in a manager, like they haven't built a foundation that would tell you that they're that they're legitimately going to be competing in Europe. Um, so yeah, I think the where they finish, the consequences of finishing 16th instead of 12th through you know up to what eighth maybe would have been their ceiling is pretty small in comparison. But it felt so catastrophic. Like, yeah, it looked like they were really going down. Yeah. Um, well, and the other thing that we haven't mentioned, but Burnley and Leeds filed a grievance with. 
the FA or FIFA or someone over Everton spending and yeah. how much money they lost over the last few years. Yeah. And that, and there is, I don't understand it. Like Wolves supposedly couldn't spend money because they were in Europa. There's all these financial fair play rules that we don't for sure understand. Like yeah. there's no way we understand yeah. all that. But there is some like, I read an article on like the grievance and why, obviously we know why they're filing it because they don't want to be relegated. But, um, but there is question whether they spent too much money. And if yeah. somehow this grievance gets like approved, they could have a point deduction and they could go down. Could I, that still happen to this season? I, I feel think, like that would probably be applied to next season. Don't you I, think? Yeah, I don't know how they would do it. But um, I think the reason Burnley and Leeds did it is so that it would get applied to this season. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But um, both disappointing seasons and not easy to decide. But... Well, let's move into our Lock It In review. Tim was awarded the championship yes. after match week 37. But, gentlemen, we finished strong. Yeah, let's go. Three for three in this mm. final final match week. Uh, Tim had Liverpool over Wolves to finish at 25 and 14. Great. How does that work? 39? Oh, I did that wrong. No, 39. I No, that, you're, I must have made a mistake on that because you are – you should be 25 and 12, but still it doesn't add up. 25 and 13? Nope. You're 25 and 12. I, somewhere along the way, missed a match week. So we just yeah. didn't lock it in on some. Yeah. Which okay. some, is understandable with the schedule. Like, <laughs> yes. It was so weird. It was so it weird. Went it went haywire. So, Makeup matches yeah, like, months later. I think er earlier this week they played a match week 17. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's you're right. You're only 22 weeks behind. That's There's right. There's no way I remember who I picked back then. No. So Tim wins 25 and 12. I had City over Villa to finish 25, 23 and 14. And Chris, we shorted you a match week that could have gotten you to 500. It's okay. But you took Palace over United in an effort to jinx. Palace so that United could win, <laughs> but actually you got the points uh, and finished at 18 and 19. What will this do to your strategy for next season? Are you uh, now going to pick honestly? Yeah, I'm coming for you guys next okay. year. These pretty, I got I got a hundred my predictions. It's fun just to make stuff up on a win. It is. It's better to win. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I feel like my performance on the podcast this year has mirrored United's. Mm. So biggest disappointment. <laughs> biggest disappointment. We're very disappointed you're in you. You're either you're either the most valuable. Yeah. <laughs> or the least. Or the least. And it's open to debate. Guys. It's open to debate. It's open to debate. <laughs> well, before we sign off for our fourth season, and I meant to do this ahead of time. I think we're over a hundred episodes at some yeah. point. You know, most podcasts do like the, well, we only had our second season. We finished halfway through, so I don't yeah. know how much we did. And the first season was only 20 something. But we should be over a hundred by now. We should be because I don't know. first, first season would have been, I bet we're really close. We're close. I think I we're over. We missed our hundredth episode somewhere, I think, but, uh, yeah, we probably are over. but, uh, there will be a season five. We hope to have a neophyte. Um, we got to talk stay, some. Stay, stay, stay for the season. We did oh, have a neophyte. Yeah, you're going into wrap up mode, but look, Kemi needs to pick a team. And if Kemi's not here, then we get to pick a team for Kemi. Oh, nice. He won't do it. I think he, he won't do it. I think he stopped because I think he chose Liverpool so early on. Oh, that like in the preseason? <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm coming in with an open mind. I'm just going to watch Liverpool every, every week. week. <laughs> well, he could have. They didn't win the title, so he, he, could, choose, he could have chosen Liverpool. Well, then, Thanks for rubbing it in. If we're not going to, I'm going to do it then, and his team's not a hand Should, for us. Ooh. ooh, but they might not even come up. That's on him. That's on him. All right. That's on him. <laughs> so Nottingham <laughs> Forest. Kemi. Nottingham Forest, Kemi. I think they also have red kits, so they they're do. red and white. So Liverpool hates them, though. They do. For some historical reason. Well, gentlemen, uh, our Premier League season is over, but there's still football to watch next weekend. So we encourage everyone to check out the Champions League final on Saturday that does feature a Premier League team, Liverpool against Real Madrid. That should be an amazing match. Can't wait. Should I be hope fun. The boys are healthy. In some ways, uh, we were talking before we started recording, but if Liverpool wins, I think you could not argue that they had the best season out of all could Premier not, Could not argue. You could, could not, not argue. argue. Could not not argue. Double negative there. Double negative. Either way, if they win, they've had the yeah. best yeah, yeah, yeah. Premier League season. If they lose... It's a there's, conversation. There's a conversation to be had. So, um, so there's that. And then next Sunday is the championship final featuring Huddersfield and Nottingham Forest. So if you guys want to get a little preview of one of the teams that will be joining us uh, next year. Which it's, that's the most financially consequential football. Single, club, club single football club match. football match. Yeah. The, yeah crazy. It's crazy. Tens of millions yeah. of dollars, I think. So big game for Kenny. Big game for Kemi. Big game for Kemi. Will he? Will he need to? Will he join us next year, or will he uh, start champ? We don't have a championship uh, neophytes. We thought that might be possible with Kemi and Kyle uh, <laughs> leading championship and, neophytes. And United earlier this season. <laughs> well, Wolves were in relegation zone for a while. So uh, with with Titus, Titus, me, and uh, Kemi oh, and Kyle leading championship neophyte. But for, fortunately, that has been held off for another season. I'm pretty sure we will do some, at least one special episode in the summer. Even if it's just me, wolves are supposedly coming to the U S I'm going to try and go. I've looked arsenal's also coming. I've kicked around the idea of taking Titus. We'll see. I don't know what's going to happen. We got to wait till those tour dates are announced. Coming. You could interview Zach Stefan. City is coming to Houston. I'm hoping Zach, if you're listening, we'd Zach, love to interview. yes, we would. Um, and then, of course, we will we'll kick off the season sometime late in the summer with a promotion preview where we will look at the three promoted teams and give a little uh, insight into those three teams. And then we'll have a predictions and intro and kid, episode. And kid oh, evaluation. And, and right? kid evaluations. It's our favorite thing, let's be honest. It is. I'm already looking forward to that one. The Wolves Castor kits that have been leaked are atrocious. <laughs> but like they're so they're so atrociously bland that I have to believe that they're not real. That they're maybe like a training kit or something because they're they're so bland. What have we learned though? The leaked kids are always the actual <laughs> That's true. That's true. And they general not always, but they generally look better on TV. Yeah, yeah, that's right. In the, in, in the pictures and stuff, for sure. Except for there are exceptions. Except for the zebras. 
No. Okay. Because no. I thought those actually looked better on TV than they did uh, in the pictures for sure. No, I, I was going to say the pastel purple. The, Leeds? Was it Leeds Lavender. and... City had a really bad one. Gosh, who was it? Uh, is it Tottenham who had a lavender one? I don't know. There were two Tottenham lavender. Tottenham had the really kind of the bowling no. ball one. The gal, yeah, the gal. There's a couple one. lavender kits that it's just hard to watch out there, but we'll see. Stay tuned. This is it, boys. That's it, man. Right. Well done. Season, season four in the books. Happy Good. summer. Good work. To one and to all. Yep. Putin out. Glazers out. Everyone out. Everybody out. Pep out. Get out. Pep out. Pep out. <laughs> <laughs>